0: welcome back spartan pride podcast fans first sports network the thunder is real round and round round we go where the big 10 stops expanding and nobody really knows but if you've listened to this podcast before you've already heard what might happen next and now we are kind of starting to live it so today on the spartan pride podcast we're going to take a look at what's happened in the big 10 what's expected to happen next the very number one single key to becoming the very best conference the big 10 can become and what realistically to expect between now and the first kick I'm talking week zero kickoff to the world of college football and college athletics that is moving and shaking in real time. Spartan Pride Podcast, Fans First Sports Network. I am Jonathan Shop. We're going to chop that up today. We're going to talk about what's next for the Big Ten. Another team out west or are we talking something a little more close? Folks, the thunder is rolling because this is happening right now. I don't like it, necessarily. I doubt you like it, but it's happening. Let's talk about it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. As you know by now, the Big Ten is going to welcome Oregon and Washington to start play next year. So like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you can take the next year's football schedule for what it was worth, which uh, realistically is not very much. There's so much important work to do right now. I got to explain to you how important it is. And I want you to go ahead and pull out a map to take a look. Because it's not that difficult to see where this might go next. And how it could make some sense. And bring back some regional accuracy. Some regionality. Some regional meaning to college football in this Really, it's a transition from the Big Ten being a conference to the Big Ten being a league. I suggest you begin thinking of it that way now. You'll be with it and ready for the future, because as we know, it is coming fast. The thunder has rolled in, folks. The storm is here. You want to be standing? You want to be in better shape? Or do you want to get blown over by it? That's what so many athletic departments across the country have to figure out right now. We are talking into the dozens. They gotta figure that out. We're talking Big Ten. We've got Oregon, Washington, Southern Cal, and UCLA coming in. By my math, that's four. What makes the most sense for the Big Ten Conference? As you know, I've talked about between five and eight teams in four different divisions. West, Plains, Lakes, and East. Right now, we're almost full out West Utah is not going to be the fifth team. I thought that would have been a great addition. I don't know why they weren't considered. Obviously, they weren't going to get invited, so on they went to the Big 12. Scratch them out. We've got the logical two left to play in Stanford and the University of California. I cannot tell you how much sense it makes for Stanford and Cal to come to the Big 10. I can tell you how much sense it makes for the Big 10 to welcome Stanford and Cal. The second most important thing to adding any institution to the Big 10, beyond the TV dollars slash football, is the research opportunity and network. If you are asleep at the wheel or not a real aware Big 10 fan, the Big 10 is the best academic research network in the world. And it just got better and stronger with the addition of Washington and Oregon. It got better and stronger with the addition of Maryland, Nebraska, Rutgers, it's gonna get stronger again when Stanford and Cal come in. I know that's a long way from the Great Lakes. It's a long way from Rutgers, but it is a click or two away when you're talking about the power of sharing research, when you're talking about the power of networking all these universities together. This is something that's happening in real time. If you don't realize that now, if you don't think they're busy at Georgia Tech, Clemson, Florida State, Pittsburgh, Kansas, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, etc., you're missing it. Statement from President Martessier-Levine and Athletics Director Bernard Muir from Stanford. We are aware the University of Oregon and Washington intended... Departure from the Pac-12, our primary focus at this time is analyzing the best available options and making the best decisions for Stanford and our student-athletes. That's the only part of the statement you need to read, folks. Do You think there's any possible better option for them than joining the Big Ten? The only one I think you could make an argument for and consider would be do they go out and stand on their own as an independent. I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense in 2023 unless you want to disappear from the picture uh, on a national scene. California Golden Bears have a lot of money that they owe for the upgrades and improvements to their football stadium that had to be made. A lot of people are unfamiliar with Cal. It was once great a million years ago. Like, maybe it was great around the same time or really good when Minnesota was good. Is it ever going to be good at football? they had a coach that Michigan State was kind of considering a couple years back maybe further down the list well Cal has to do something Cal needs the Big Ten more than the Big Ten needs Cal but the Big Ten needs six to create a Big Ten West which we're going to talk about in a second let me read you Cal's statement because I doubt you saw it unless you are seriously digging in on this thing already Cal is aware that two peer institutions have decided to leave the conference quote and there are reports that additional universities may be considering similar steps unquote that's what Cal Chancellor Carol Christ and Athletic Director Jim Knowlton said in a joint statement I can just guess they're talking about additional universities may be considering other steps or similar steps to be uh, Stanford the Stanford Cardinal pretty sure that's uh, that's gonna be the one quote We are not watching and waiting from the sidelines. Together, we are evaluating a variety of options that will ensure our student-athletes can continue to thrive and that our collegiate athletics can continue to excel in a manner consistent with our international values. Unquote. Are you hearing what I'm hearing there? There's not any option for Cal. It's really the Big Ten or bust, baby. And it literally would be, The Big Ten Conference and the Big Ten West, or a bust? So if you don't have a clear view of the picture right now, I think you need to start putting together your own little sheet and map, or put some pins in, or just throw it in the back of your mind that we're probably going to be talking on this show in a number of weeks about Stanford and Cal rounding out the Big Ten West, which will take the Big Ten West, well, to put it in for real. It's going to take it into few it's going to be less than 365 days away and the big 10 is going to transition from a conference to a league we're going to talk about what that means well we'll just we'll just start with football scheduling we'll do that next here on the spartan pride podcast ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get 30, 30, get 30, get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, everybody get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As I've taken a look at this over time, and obviously it started to come together fast, but. To be honest with you, some of this stuff goes back over 10 years. As I take a look at it pretty fast, the West took shape really quickly. It was going to be Utah if you go to a fifth team, or Stanford and Cal if you're going to six. If you go to six, then you've got an obvious opportunity to set up four divisions that make regional sense. The West, Plains, Lakes, and East, or the East, Lakes, Plains, and West, depending on which way you want to read the map. What does that mean though? That means a lot of good stuff for football. It means it's easy. Even I can figure this one out. You got six teams in the Big 10 West. There's your first five Big 10 opponents right there. Every year. Welcome back to regionality and divisions mattering. You start there. There's three other divisions in the Big 10. Call me crazy. You play one team from each of those divisions and have that thing rotate around. All of a sudden, you got eight Big Ten games. That leaves four if you want. If you want to add a couple more Big Ten games, take it to ten, knock yourself out. Rotate that thing around. Or maybe you want to ensure one crossover rival and maybe that moves around a bit or maybe it's locked in one crossover rival to be reset every four years or every five years since most student athletes are playing every four years or every five years that may that may make some sense all of a sudden you've got nine big 10 games you've taken out a whole lot of the travel concern i'll give you an example any travel concern for the big uh for the big 10 west would go out the window completely because they're not a team that would be playing each other that wasn't playing each other on an annual basis. That's how fast you get to nine Big Ten games when you've got four divisions of six teams each. The future is coming quickly, my friends, and it is going to be fantastic for the Big Ten if they can go ahead and lock in Stanford and Cal, and I would presume and propose to you that it's going to happen probably really quickly. That's going to bring us to the biggest wild card in this deck. Because if you look at the map, the west makes total sense. The plains, I think, makes pretty easy sense. The lakes, it makes some sense too. Now, this is going from east to west, but even if you, you chop it from uh, from north to south or lake proximity, you can make sense of it. And then you've got the East, which is going to need some work. But the one wild card in this is one that would absolutely affect the balance of power and take the Big Ten screaming from a conference into a league. I got a feeling you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) We'll talk Notre Dame next on the Spartan Pride Podcast. By my estimation, as soon as the Big Ten can get Stanford and Cal to commit, they need to go full foot on the floor to Notre Dame and really use whatever leverage they can to try to force Notre Dame into finally joining the Big Ten as a full member. The attitude that bit be, has been prevalent for so long is that Notre Dame will join a conference uh, when it wants to, not before that. I'm not sure that's the case. If you can force Notre Dame to join a conference, I think you're going to be in better shape. When I look on paper at what would make up the Plains Division, I take the low-hanging fruit. I go from west to east. I see Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Those are those are no-brainers. I go ahead and take Illinois and Northwestern as well. That's six teams right there. Shared time zone. We're all, we're, we're kind of on the way here, aren't we? When you get into the Lakes Division. It's going to look and sound heavy because it's going to be heavy. And this is where you could you could do some things with the lakes and plains. You basically have 11 teams in there right now. You need a 12th and you could you could cut them around if you wanted to a couple of different ways. Ohio, State, Michigan, Michigan, State, Purdue, Indiana, Notre Dame, those would make great sense for the Lakes division. We could cut it up another way. If you look at a map, look where they are. Take the six that are closest to lakes. Take the others that aren't. That's for another day. The point is, how good is the Big Ten? How great is it to be inside of what I call the college football triangle, which is the area between Columbus, East Lansing, and South Bend on a week-by-week basis almost every week you could argue the most important college football in the country is being played by a team inside of that college football triangle. If you draw the triangle the way I do, uh, which is maybe not congruent, I think is the word. Maybe it's not equilateral, but if you draw it my way, you've got Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame inside of that college football triangle. All of a sudden, we've got them in the most powerful division in the sport without any question. The key to that is Notre Dame. The leverage should be there. The Big 10 has an introductory relationship, if you will, with NBC Peacock. And I say NBC Peacock because that's gonna be the way it is until and if Peacock collapses, folks. We're gonna have to get used to Peacock. Michigan State's gonna play on Peacock this year. They're gonna play basketball on Peacock this year. We're gonna see Peacock again next year. Notre Dame is gonna be on both, I believe. This is the time for Tony Petiti and the powers that be in the Big Ten to go get Notre Dame. They go get Notre Dame, there's your Lakes division. Or again, you can mix them up if you wanna play at home between the Lakes and the Plains. Do you like the sound of this or what? Again, you're playing the five teams inside your division each year. You are playing one team from the other three divisions each year. And if you want to talk about locking in a crossover rival that stays, we've got a ninth Big Ten game. Hey, maybe we lock in another. Or maybe we figure something else out to get ten Big Ten games. I got no problem with that. I doubt you have a problem with it either. The last up is the East. That's the one that needs the most work. As you heard the thunder rolling in behind me earlier today as we started this show, a lot of chatter and electricity throughout the Mid-Atlantic, the Piedmont, the Southeast, and into Florida as people are probably and reportedly actively jockeying for spots and positions as a potential admission to the Big Ten in what I believe will be the Big Ten East. We talk about that next Spartan Pride podcast. If you're new to this show, thanks very much for checking it out. Welcome, whether you're finding us in August or one of the other 11 months. Terrific. If you're not new, you've heard us talk about this before and maybe a couple of you thought I was off a rocker or two, but not even a number of weeks later, look where we are today. Where does this go from here? Well, by my math, however you cut up the lakes and plains, you've got those schools and you've got one extra spot. The west is set if you've got those six. Look at a map on the east. You're gonna notice a couple things. You're gonna notice opportunity in contiguous states. You're gonna notice an opportunity in um major population centers you're also gonna notice a land-grant institution or two that should be putting themselves in position to make a bid to join the Big Ten East. And for those screaming about regionality and the kids travel and this and that, they're all in the same time zone. That can quiet down a bit if the Big Ten goes to 20 and becomes A league of four divisions six teams each semifinals tournaments etc all kind of possibilities Rutgers Penn State Maryland are there candidates to join beyond that include Florida State who has been the most public and most active about looking for a bigger better deal you want to bet against somebody trying to put themselves in a position financially to survive go right ahead or Maybe take the writing and read it that's sitting right on the wall that says Florida State wants out. Florida State is a land-grant institution. Major player for a potential Big East spot. Big Ten East spot, rather. Clemson has tried to put themselves into that mix. You notice how they did that? Floating out word that, hey, you know, they're the second highest TV rated team and that they're the second biggest player in the ACC. Well, two teams play in a game, Clemson. They know that how many of those people were turning to see Clemson how many are turning in to see Georgia or or Auburn or Alabama or the other teams they're playing I don't know Clemson is a candidate is that the best candidate in what I would call the Piedmont region no the best candidate has a scar on it though and that of course would be Georgia Tech long rumored to have blown a chance to join the Big Ten more than 10 years ago Georgia Tech makes the most sense for anybody interested that's the georgia tech side that's the big 10 side that's all the athletic teams competing in the big 10. why does it make sense from a football perspective atlanta is the host city of college football nearly everybody that lives in america knows that it's the home of the college football hall of fame it's the home of the kickoff weekend it's the most powerful city in college football the big Ten's not down here around georgia tech are behemoth. Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, they're all within a couple hours ride using I-85. Georgia Tech makes way too much sense. I imagine they are making their case at this time and they should be putting it as far as possible. They got to do the work. Whoever did not do whatever, or did not see the light more than 10 years ago, those people need to be out of the way. Georgia Tech is in deep trouble. This is their chance to correct a humongous mistake and a great addition for the Big Ten. I would say to you, if Georgia Tech joins the Big Ten, they don't need the state of Florida. They don't need them. There's not going to be enough of a gain if they go ahead and get Florida State. Florida State, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Virginia Tech, you better be in that mix too. We covered Virginia Tech extensively at Spartan Nation You know when this whole thing went around more than 10 years ago. You can still find Virginia Tech's paper online where they are basically telling you exactly what they are doing as a university to put themselves in position to be added to the AAU, to put themselves in position to be added to the Big Ten Conference. You don't think that was serious? Why do you think Ohio State scheduled Virginia Tech? when they did. Virginia Tech is a no-brainer. If they're offered a shot in the Big Ten, I'm sure they're gonna join. They have a better case than they had 10 years ago relative to the research they're doing, the fan base, their reach, if you will. And again, they are a contiguous state now, and they are a land-grant institution. You need six teams in the Big Ten East, By my count, if we're going to make it four divisions of six, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Florida State, I think are your lead candidates. Jim Delaney is not in the Big Ten anymore. I'm sure North Carolina is still up for consideration, but I don't think they did a whole lot. Same with the University of Virginia. I don't think they did a whole lot last time, and they got blown by by the old president with the bow tie, President Lowe at Maryland. What a genius move he pulled. Go ahead, go around these other guys and snag a seat in the Big Ten Conference. Maryland, I believe he said at the time, this is one of the most important days in the history of the University of Maryland. He was correct. He was correct. Six teams are needed in the East. There may be other options. You got to keep your eye on the Notre Dame thing. The Notre Dame thing is huge. If they say, nope, we still don't want to join, Then you've got schools like Pittsburgh and others that are probably going to want to be in the mix, or you've got other folks that are going to say, Hey, let's cut us in here this way and draw your map the other way. But I think without much of a question, the big 10 can lead here by going to four divisions, becoming a league, reestablishing some regionality. I don't care exactly how they figure out. Uh, I mean, I, I just take the low hanging fruit. You got four divisions, you have a Big Ten like this, you're going to have uh, people looking to expand. Obviously the college football playoff has to be probably redone. You're probably going to be looking to have that expanded again to 16 in some form or fashion. You've got an opportunity for semifinals. You've got an opportunity to rule the day. You've got an opportunity to be a conference from coast to coast morning to night. Kevin Warren laid this out, folks. He laid it out. You you get it i'm sure you get it you got it then and now you're like whoo this is a real thing going on here yes it is that's what i think is coming next my guess is that the next domino to fall is stanford and cal i think that may be coming in a matter of days not weeks and we know florida state has an august 15th deadline to do some things if you don't think folks from Virginia Tech, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Florida State, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, etc., are jockeying at this time, you are living in the past, my good man. My good human, you are living in the past. I don't like it. There's nothing we can do about it, except make the best of it. The best of it is the Big 10 going to four divisions as soon as possible, six teams apiece, bringing back regionality, and getting set for the future as a league, no longer a conference. And oh yeah, by the way, the absolute academic superpower conference of research for the entire planet. Big things are coming to Big Country. Folks, big things are coming to Big Ten Country. We'll talk about it here as it breaks, shakes, and moves. This is the Spartan Pride Podcast. I'm Jonathan Shop. Thanks for tuning in to the Fans First Sports Network.